Ladies and gentlemen, what do you mean Barbie didn't get nominated in her own film? For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Aha! Aha! (laughs) (laughs) That is a good thing that Ugly Betty got something. Yeah. 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 Cue the music! (laughs) (laughs) Cue music! Cue music! I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. 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 I'm Kendall Richardson. And I'm the computer savvy, well, Savoy, on my license, Michael Lister. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of Back to Where We Were, streaming on three platforms. Three! Not one, but, but two, we'll but get three. One, a two, a three. No one in Australia gets that. Nah. Nah, no one's Some that. sort of lollipop or something. <laughs> anyway. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. How how are we doing? We're good. Good to be here another week. Another... Yes. Another instalment of, of nonsense from us. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Fulia once more sends her profuse and profound apologies. Um, yes, she's uh, she's doing the hockey thing this week. So, uh, unfortunately... She went from tennis to hockey. Tennis to hockey. She loves her sports. Um, yes, back in the hockey thing. So, hopefully... Next week we'll have her back with us, but uh, but uh, yeah, if not, then uh, we'll we'll carry on as we do, um, and uh, it'll just you know make the reunion all the sweeter for our first episode of 2024 with her back, whenever that may yes. be. Yes, yes, but we we'll miss keep. You. Yes, we'll keep buggering on. Keep buggering on. Yes, yes, as we <laughs> as we like to do, starting with of course uh, the weekly watchings. Michael, what have you been watching? Hello. Hello. Well, well, um, I haven't really been watching much like conventional stuff. Cool. Um, I've recently found something on YouTube that I absolutely adore. Someone, uh, possibly, you know, the actual company, uh, but they've uh, up to date to put on every single episode of Count Duckula. <laughs> I love this as a kid, and it's all on YouTube, and I've been watching it and enjoying it, and it's very witty, and a lot of jokes go over kids' heads, but I appreciate it in my in my in my elderly age. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been fun. Good. I always enjoy. It. Um, out of all the uh, Thames or Thames. Uh, which is a British uh, animation company like Danger Mouse and all that, mm. which originally uh, Count Count Duckler came from, and it was a spinoff. Uh, Count Duckler was was my jam because I, as a kid, had a vicinity of like just cartoon ducks. I don't know why. It was like that was my favorite. That was my jam. Just 
if it it was a cartoon and it had ducks in it, I I just I just I gobbled it up. <laughs> yeah, Ducktales, Darthwing Duck, even even uh, Donald Duck's my favorite, and and Daffy Duck is my favorite. <laughs> like, who wants to be Bugs Bunny when you can be Daffy? I mean, seriously. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, and in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I didn't give a stuff if. Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse was sharing the same same screen time. It was it was all it was all Daffy Duck and Donald Duck dueling pianos was was me. That was mine. That was mine. Mine. My mine. own. Nice. Fine. Fine. Yeah, and so that was basically it. Uh and the other unconventioning unconventional stuff is uh it's almost my birthday um yes and i'm not gonna say when i'm not gonna say when or how old i'm getting 27 always um (laughs) yes and as such uh i've just recently watched the entire gameplay of last of us one hey hey nice yes and? Uh, all 11 hours, including mm-hmm. uh, the DLC. <laughs> mm. um, and it, I was halfway through, well, probably less than halfway, and I, was, and I went, you know what? I don't have a DVD slash Blu-ray player anymore because it decided to cark itself. Uh, so I want to kill two birds with one stone here. And I always want to play Last of Us, especially Last of Us Two, mm-hmm. when that comes out next year sometime. Mm. And I want I, I want to play it, and in order to do that, I need to get a PS4. For my birthday, I'm getting myself a PS4. Hey. And I'll be getting getting me Last of Us One, so I'll play that for reals, mm-hmm. and that'll help me learn how to play the PlayStation again. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm all Switch at the moment, so yeah. I know that that off by heart. And I was an Xbox guy for some reason. And, of course, Last of Us was exclusively on the, the PS. And and I missed out on that, uh, on that grand adventure. So here I am going back, and the PS4 is the perfect one because... Uh, I could get both games pretty cheap because there was a remaster uh, for uh, Last of Us One and it came, uh, Last of Us Part Two came out on mm. PS4, so mm-hmm. I could get them both at that time. Because yeah. I don't want to fork out seven hundred bucks for a PS5 because I'm not made of money. I need to get my kids through education first. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah, and with that. Uh, maybe later on down the track I can finally play uh, Spider-Man do the Spider-Man thing yeah that's exciting Um, and Red Dead Redemption 2 I reckon Mm. because I've got a friend at work who uh, we we love shooting the shit and probably the only person that can speak nerdy as me so so yeah been can't wait for that so that's what I'm planning to do soon hell yeah I'll be doing a are doing a playthrough and doing a playthrough mm, i don't know we're on the twitch now so maybe if uh, if i find the oh. ways of streaming it and hopefully not get spoiled 
through the chat. Oh, I don't don't read chat. <laughs> never read chat. Never read chat. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't want to cry on screen. I never. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. After after like recording myself watching Power of the Doctor, Aww. and vowing, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna show people this because I'm quite an ugly crier. I don't think I don't so. That. No, I don't need that. I don't. I don't need to show myself that side. I'm all man. All I'm man. Alpha man. You're a manly man. All man. A manly man. Manly man. I. I. I have man bits. I have man bits to prove. <laughs> Me, man. Man. So yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. Just. And for some reason, I got uh, YouTube Premium because I was getting really sick of. Ads just popping up during the Ugh. during the, the walk play. Don't even get me started on YouTube ads. Fuck me. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first one is like, okay, I'm getting it. The first one, the first ad that was very inappropriate is when <laughs> is is the first scene where uh, <laughs> where they get shot. <laughs> it's like bang and then all of a sudden an ad pops oh, up it's like my god no <laughs> i'm already in emotion and you can't, <laughs> can't stop selling me danos direct or whatever the fuck it was. Danos direct. Ugh, i know yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so that's what basically my week is uh cool. I've, yeah i've sort of put um a critical role on hold so ah. And yeah, and just uh, keeping myself up to date with the stuff that I'm talking about later on, because we've got three episodes to talk about for Doctor Who. We do. For the future. Mm. <laughs> and I can't wait to hear your views on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Uh, yeah, so that's, that is uh, that is me. What about you? For me, uh, yes. Well, speaking of man bits, um, I went to the movies. Um, <laughs> Salt burn again? <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> I've been, I've been getting a lot of reactions on on uh, on uh, TikTok. Oh, yeah. It's like my dad's reaction after watching the bath scene, <laughs> and, and his dad's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, As I said, you can see the generational divide. It's like all these boomers are very like clutching their pearls. It's like, come on, we've we've seen worse. <laughs> yeah, we're the four chan generation. We're the four chan. Yeah, that's true. This is true. so. Anyway, your man bits. Anyway, man bits. Yes. Um. Uh, yes. No. I I have not seen Saltburn again yet. Uh. However, um. <laughs> I did indulge. Uh. In yeah, a couple of trips to the movies where I saw the first thing I saw was um, The Iron Claw. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, which is a uh, film based on the true story of the Von Erich family, a uh, wrestling family in the late 70s mm-hmm. and 80s, and their rise to, I should say, infamy, I suppose, um, and just straight-up tragedy, because God fucking damn. Um oh, yeah. Yeah, it broke me a bit. Um, this movie, I I knew nothing going in. Like I I I knew they were you know involved with wrestling. Um, and you know all the sons like it's it's his family. Like the dad was a wrestler, but his career didn't work out. So of course he's you know 
passing that on to his kids and wants them to be the success he never was. Um, yeah, and, living vicariously through. Yeah, basically. Mm. Um, so all the all the brothers they have. Um, or actually, I should state they have. There are five brothers in the family, but they they had to cut one for time, literally. Um, so there's only four of the brothers get mentioned in the movie. Uh, well, actually, there's technically six brothers, but I'll explain it maybe later. But anyway, regardless, <laughs> it's very messed up. Um, so they all go into wrestling, and yeah, it's uh, it's bad things keep happening because there's this a thing that kind of gets mentioned at the beginning of the film, uh, which is called the Von Erich curse. Um, and it's, you know, it's just whatever. You don't think anything of it. It's just a bit of a laugh. It's just a bit of, oh yeah, a couple of bad things happened and whatnot. And one of those brothers died when he was, you know, very young. Um, and they were like, okay, this is getting a bit dark and yeah. And then everything was fine. They're all, you know, wrestling and doing their thing and yeah. And then, yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, I know it's, it's a true story and it happened years and years ago, but my God, I just watched, I just would want to say I watched the movie because I've never sat through a film where my jaw has just continuously dropped. Bad shit just keeps happening to this family and it is fucking devastating. Um, but that said, um, it's a very good movie, severely underrated. I don't know how it's kind of gone under the radar this award season. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a bit unfortunate, but, uh, that being said, yeah, it's, it's very much worth your time. It's just over two hours long. Um, but they don't waste any minute, a single minute of that. Zac Efron, uh, plays the, the main brother that they decide to focus on Kevin Von Eric. Um, and he's fantastic. Uh, another great performance from him. And um, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear plays one of the other mm. brothers, uh, Carrie. Uh, and, yeah, he has a very tragic story, uh, that one. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really interesting because, you know, they f- all, it's, they're all real people. So there's, you know, some certain names and personalities from, you know, the WWF that then became WWE uh, get mentioned. Like, you know, for example, Ric Flair is in the movie. Um, to which one of my good friends who is a massive wrestling fan watched it and was like, everything was great except for Ric Flair. <laughs> the guy who did Ric Flair was just doing a really bad impression and it wasn't good. And I was like, oh, okay, that sucks. Um, because, because I just thought, I just thought that's how he was. Like, he's just this larger than life kind of crazy, uh, flamboyant character. But, uh, no, apparently he's a bit better than that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, but no, it was a... Ooh, yeah! <laughs> but, That's my impression. Yeah. Of, like, five. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant movie. I recommend... You don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy it. It's just a, a tragic human and family story uh, with some incredible acting and, um, yeah, some great direction and, and some just... <sighs> oh, yeah. Just brace yourself for emotions, because there will be many. Mm. There will be many. Um, BS. Um, speaking of emotions and crying, I saw another movie at the cinemas this week that broke me. Um, I took myself to see All of Us Strangers. Finally, I've been mm. been waiting for this one for so so long, um, and yeah, it was it was worth the wait. I will say. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful film. 
uh, you know, this romantic supernatural drama, if you will, because, um, you know, there are ghosts. Twilight. It's yeah, Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the Zoomers Twilight. No, um, it's, 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 just a, it's just a really beautiful story of, you know, uh, Andrew Scott plays this, this man who lost his parents in a car accident when he was, uh, you know, coming into his teens. And um, he's a screenwriter um, and he's writing, he's, I think he's writing the story of his life, I think, um, or he's trying to like figure out a way to adapt certain parts of his life. And he ends up going to visit his family home and he starts hanging out with his dead mum and dad. Um, and you don't question it. It's very, you know, you accept that mm. he's just seeing them um, and, you know, he just, he, he can just see them. You're like, the, the movie does a really good job of um, uh, letting the viewer decide what's real and what's fake and if it, you know, if he's crazy or if the ghosts are real. Like, the movie does not definitively answer that. It leaves it up in the air and I really appreciate that um, as a writer myself. Um, that's really, really yeah. cool. And yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's just heartbreaking because yeah, like at the same time, he's also, you know, getting involved in a relationship with um, his neighbor, um, played by Paul Mescal. Um, and the two of them have like outrageous chemistry. Like it's insane. It's just it's seeping through the screen. It's just the two of them, <laughs> the two of them are just incredible together. Um, yeah. And just broke me. The whole movie just broke me. It was it was beautiful, um, but yeah, it's but it's very very sad as well because it's you know about losing family members and that's you know. So I saw I saw two movies about dead families. I'm like Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, that's fun, fun for me. I had a good I had a good happy jolly time. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I really recommend people go see All of Us Strangers. It's so so good. Um, and you know the the soundtrack is amazing because it has a good mix of like contemporary British music and also like older like eighties stuff um, as well because you know, his parents died in the eighties and so there's a bit of a period element to it as well. Um, but yeah, but it's it's just yeah, it was wonderful. It's it's in here and it's not going away. So I'm yeah, I'm very yeah. It, it lived up to my expectations. I'll say that. So I'm very happy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Um, and then the final thing I will mention before we move on, um, I finally, finally finished One Piece season one, the live action Netflix adaptation. Yeah, finally. you're doing better than me. Oh, you haven't finished the the Netflix. I was sort of watching the um, anime bits first before the new ah, episode, right. and I stopped. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, I'm up to the portrayal end, and I thought, okay. I think I'm up to. Uh, so you're right near the end of the first season. Yeah, I think I'm up to the last episode. Yeah, because the portrayal happens. Or last I think, two. going into the last yeah. last one. I'm pretty sure. Or, yeah, or after the, the uh, restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sanji, my new favorite character. Um <laughs> I I love I love I still love Zoro and the episode with him and his backstory was was really great. Um but um but no, Sanji just stole the show for me in the end. He's my fa- mm. he's my favorite of the uh, of the group of the Straw Hat gang. 
Um, and, Chicks uh, love guys who can cook. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way he just, you know, it's not the, just the cooking. It's just like, you know, the suit and the hair and the, the way he fights. Yeah. He's like super strong and, and like just has these moves that he can just, you know, very agile, just jump and, and spin and kick and things. Like it's just, <laughs> you wouldn't expect it. And then he just does it. It's like, oh, okay. Nice. Um, but no, I thought he was great. And I really liked the backstory we got of him. Um, and, you know, the, the head chef that owned Baratier, um, learning about their story and how they came to be where they are. I really like that this show, this first season, and I'm sure the anime must be similar, obviously, but I like how it's taken uh, ev- almost not every episode, but most episodes you're going to get. Not only are you going to meet one of the Straw Hat Pirates, but you're going to get their story. You're going to get their backstory and find out what happened to them, why they are the way they are, what their motivations are. So it's it does a mm. really good job of making these characters fleshed out, well-rounded. Um, and yeah, and it made me uh, like Nami a bit more in the end because I didn't love Nami. She was probably my least favorite and she probably still is my least favorite. of. But that's not a negative thing now. I like her more now that I know what she went through. Because going into, like, yeah. when, when the betrayal happens and all this shit, spoilers, but um, I was just... No, that's all right. I'm, I'm sort of uh, spoiled it for me for the anime. So I'm yeah. actually in the sort of betrayal bit. Okay. And there's, like, a turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all gets explained and whatnot, but um, once that yeah. yeah, once that got explained for me, I was like, oh, okay, I can, yeah, I can appreciate you, excuse me, a little bit more. Um but yeah, but it was a great show. It's fun, and I loved the. Um, you'll when you get to it, you'll really enjoy the. You know the obviously. I mean, it's ob- it's not really a huge spoiler, but obviously the um, the head of the Marines, that dude, the you know Scottish dude, um, is gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten his name. Impressive mustache. Yes, the impressive mustache, Scottish man. Plattered mustache. Yes. <laughs> oh, not him. That's the chef. That's the chef. I think maybe he's also Scottish. I don't know. Maybe they're both Scottish. Um, no, I'm talking about the, the 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 head of the Marines, the lieutenant, the general, the whatever you want to call oh, him. Oh, yep, 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 yep. That dude. Uh, did we find out it's Luthi, Grandfather. grandfather? Yeah, that bit. Yes, yes. That, that was an interesting uh, twist. Yeah, they introduced that pretty... Uh, not in the anime, so I was going, ooh. Okay. Oh, that's so, interesting. so the this live action TV show spoiled the anime for me. <laughs> Whoops. Um, how dare you? How dare you? Uh, yeah, but the confrontation in the last episode between him t- and, and Luffy is is uh, yeah, it was really well done. Um, yeah, a lot of the villains they introduced. I'm guessing you've seen Mihawk then, the vampire looking dude with the big sword and the hat and the, the yellow eyes. No. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. one that and nearly killed Zoro. Yeah, because he's the best in the world, and yeah. Zoro wants to be the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. So I've I like seen him. that. Yeah, seen yeah, that cool. Bit. Yeah, yeah. I liked him a lot as well. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the second season of the, uh, of the the live action One Piece that'll be out next year. I'm guessing Netflix haven't said when, but it's yeah, it's confirmed that it's getting a second season at least. So. Um, it's a very it's a very good show and yeah uh, I yeah I won't say anymore because I don't want to spoil it for you but yeah but it, it, I sort of already is spoiled I'm sort of like playing catch up at, at the same right. time of knowing yeah but no it's great I yeah 
finally got there. Enjoyed it very much. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's press on with the rest of the show and dive in now to the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Take it away, take it away, take it away now. <laughs> I will, I will. Alrighty, our first item in store for the news this week uh, is some Doctor Who news, actually. Um, and I'm very curious, mm-hmm. very curious for your thoughts on this, Mike. Um, but I suppose I shouldn't be too surprised or uh, saddened by this announcement because uh, Millie Gibson, Ruby Sunday herself, is going to be leaving the show uh, at the end of the first season, if I've got that correct. She's going to do one season as a companion and then we'll be departing the show. Um, And I just saw today, as I was doing the prep for the show, that um, they've actually cast uh, Varada Sethu to re- not to well to replace it, to be the new companion um, mm. after Ruby leaves. Um, we saw her in uh, Andor. Um, she was Kaz, one of the the rebels in in Andor um, that we met. So um, yeah, so she's apparently going to be stepping in. Very good opportunity for her. Um, I'm sure she'll do wonderfully. But I, but yeah, I'm sad that Millie Gibson is leaving. You know, we've only seen one episode, one special with her so far. Um, so we've got a whole season to look forward to. That'll be starting in when is it March or April? I can't remember now. Yeah, sometime in March. Sometime in March. Um, but yeah, I yeah. So you know, but as I said, like it's you know, I probably shouldn't be surprised or sad because you know this is not the first time a companion has left after one season. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, but no, that's um. It's interesting that they've announced it this early, though. Maybe I, I don't know if that's protocol for, for the way Doctor Who works, because this is all still yeah. new to me. But, uh, but yeah. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts, Mike? Do you have any hot takes for us? A little bit of a hot take. Um, this was uh... yeah. This was in the mirror. So it it wasn't from the official like Doctor Who anything oh. or even Bad Wolf. Oh. That things are pointing towards is well, it's a big possibility that she might be just a, a one season and done companion, mm-hmm. which isn't out of the ordinary. I mean, uh, previous companions Martha Jones, Donna, um, uh, yeah, and Clara soon. Uh, can't remember uh, Amy and Rory. I think they did three. I could be wrong. Ooh. Wrong there. Okay. No. What am I doing? Two, I think. I don't know. Spoilers ahead for that. <laughs> um, yeah, and and so the, they haven't really come out and actually confirmed. Or even denied. Ooh. The only thing that we have got is Shooty's um, Instagram had a picture of those two, and uh, and just uh, 
just a, I love uh, my little Gemini because uh, mm. he's big into big into horoscopes and that, and yeah. that's basically it. And there's a lot of speculation that uh, before this there was some quote unquote bad press of uh, the same news outlet was saying that oh she's a, she's complaining that the shoots are long and she's a bit of a diva and um, all, all no. this crap. Okay. So. <sighs> My speculation goes uh, either this is a big uh, ploy to like like get rid of her or just blown out of proportion. I won't know until the season starts the way the way things are going because I think um, the reason why they uh, released the casting. Uh, the new casting of the companion is because they're filming at the moment. They're they're filming oh. the second season of oh. Shuri at the moment. Wow! Yeah, it's it's sort of a big turnaround, where everything for the first season is in the can. Whoops! And the second season, obviously, is going to be in, going to be next year. So it's sort of getting on the jump there. So wow. they're filming pretty much fast on. Uh, like hitting the ground running so they don't skip a year or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But the problem is stuff like this Gets out. is going to be is going to get out. So yeah, big bummer. I was like, oh, expecting um, this companion not to be is uh, uh, going to be gone at the end is a bit of a poo because you're sort of waiting for that. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoilers. Yeah, a bit of a bigger spoiler. So hopefully her story is all wrapped up by the end and no loose ends, really. And don't do it. Don't, I don't know. Don't do a companion death. We're not, we're not ready for that shit. Not, not just yet. No, don't no, no. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, so. Cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in two minds. It's like, I hope. I hope everyone's happy. I want everyone to be happy on my Doctor Who. Mm. But, you know, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big, big sort of bust up there. Yeah. It's annoying. But, you know, politics gonna polk. (laughs) Indeed. All right. Uh, Let's move on to our next news item, and that um, is uh, about Invincible, the animated series adaptation of the graphic novel. Um, we <laughs> are on hiatus with that show at the moment. They're halfway through their second season, and this week we finally got confirmation as to when season, the second part of season two um, will be debuting. So um, it's going to be streaming uh, from Thursday the 14th of March, so Friday for us here in Oz, um, which means... Everything happened in March. Everything's coming in March. Um, February and March, man, it's going to be jammed fucking packed. Um, Yeah, so four months since the beginning of the first uh, half of the season. So a little bit longer of a gap than I think I remember. They they did a they did a break in the first season when that aired, but I don't think it was this long. Um, so that's interesting. But um, but no, I might have to rewatch maybe the, the last episode just to get back in the groove because mm-hmm. it it was getting on a really good like 
trajectory like the momentum was strong um and the story yeah. the story was really starting to just kick into gear so um i'm sure i'm sure when we get back to it it'll be just fucking balls to the wall blood on the wall if you will um and uh mm. lots of violence and fun times um yeah, apparently, too, this is a little bit of fun trivia, um, the announcement was made on the 21st anniversary of the inception of the, the comic book series, so that's a little bit of fun. Um, 20. Hmm. But yes, we've got f- four episodes left to go, uh, I think it's only going to be eight episodes all up, um, and yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a good one, I'm, I'm excited, I'm very, very excited. Yeah. But we have to wait another month and a half. Um, no, no, Mike. What do you make of of this? Do you are you happy to wait a little bit longer? No, I want it now. Yeah, I want it now. <laughs> I want it now. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying the show at the moment. It's going to a very interesting area mm. and uh, take on superhero genre is always a refreshing take. And it's also interesting as well, and mm-hmm. not as stale as as most things are. Um, I know there's a big, big people going. Oh, why does it have to be a break? Why don't they make it all and just, just well? Because animation takes a long time to make, and in order to keep people interested, then they need to put out bits and pieces. I mean, the show that uh, I've been watching as well, uh, Hell of a Boss, and they're, they're doing, they, they released the first four episodes and then every Friday they've, they've, they've been releasing other episodes, which is also an interesting show as well. It's, it's all to do with heaven and hell. It, it's always good. Uh, but their main show that uh, the, the creators do on YouTube, uh, they upload their episode of uh, of uh, no sorry that I, I said the wrong thing um, ha, uh, has been hotel is the show that's on uh, on prime but hell of a boss is on YouTube so their their show hell, uh, hell of a boss is in the same universe uh, they release their episodes every time they finish making it so ah. It's so it's usually like every two months or so, right? Uh, of uh, of creation, mm-hmm. um, or or it takes them a complete year from conception to full uh, full render and up. So it's and there, unfortunately, there are people like me who enjoy the show, but every time an episode starts, it's like, okay, where the hell am I? <laughs> I don't know. This is too. This is too far in between shows, uh, in between episodes, and I don't know where I am. I'm. I'm laughing. It's funny, but yeah. <laughs> but narratively, I am in the dark. Yeah, not great. So yeah, it's just a very interesting way of um, Invincible doing. So mm. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Very busy March. Very Big busy. March. Very busy. Yes. Um, no time for Doctor Who. Poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there'll be time for Doctor Who. Always time for Doctor Who. Always time for Doctor Who. Um, okay, next up in the news, um, we've got some more Last of Us Season 2 news. This week they announced 
uh, a bunch of directors that were signing on to direct episodes of the second season, um, yeah. which is pretty exciting just based on the, the two big names that they've added. Um, of course, they've got uh, uh, Loki. Two di- big names. Two big names. Loki director Kate Heron is going to be direct- ah. directing an episode, which um, makes me very happy for her. She's clearly a very talented woman. Um, you know, season one of Loki was just a masterclass. Um, and, you know, for someone uh, such as herself who'd only really done, you know, small time sort of TV, um, for her to come in and take an MCU thing and do what she did uh, was just phenomenal. So it's really nice to see not only she's, you know, working on Doctor Who but um, as a writer, but um, now she's, you know, picking up the directing reins again and, and uh, going to join Joel and Ellie um, mm. for their continued adventures. <laughs> make it sound so light-hearted it's not um <laughs> it, well if you think about it it's like loki being science fiction it's a very very like uh interstellar sort of like bizarre take and everything like loki yes in filming but still emotional tensions are high emotional tensions are high yes um and yeah the other uh great director they've got um is mark mylod um who is an emmy winning director for his work on succession um and he also directed one of my favorite movies of 2022 the menu um so i'm i'm keen to see what he's going to bring um to to the last of us universe um other directors they named uh uh stephen williams who worked on watchmen the series um and and um nina lopez corrado uh, who worked on the hbo perry mason adaptation a couple years back um good to see another female name in the list there um and they're going to be joining uh returning directors um peter hoare who uh directed long long time the bill and frank episode that was Mm -hmm. you know one of the greatest episodes of television ever um so yeah so he's gonna be they're never coming back i'm so sad (laughs) i know they yeah (laughs) i mean it's fine i don't think we need like that's perfect their story was perfectly done i don't think we need any more um i think it would just undo yeah it was just yeah 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 too much of a good thing um but um but no yeah they uh they're going to be joining of course uh craig mazin and uh, neil Druckmann are going to be uh directing some episodes as well so um yeah good shit they're they're really continuing the trend of of quality um at the last of us i can't wait to see um the next season it's going to be yeah as we've already said this episode is going to be Probably another year before we see um, anything. It was this time last year when we were all crying over Bill and Frank, I think. So it's been a yeah. year since that. Um, yeah. So another year to go and it's going to be worth the wait. And the, yes. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be it's gonna be so good. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm most excited. Michael, how are you feeling? Yeah. Do these names inspire you and give you hope for the continuation of the story? Oh yeah, I, uh, especially if, like big name, um, like TV directors, mm. uh, with like you know Loki, Succession. I mean, these these are all 
gangbuster TV shows. So it's it's great that they're sinking their teeth into something else that's remarkable and great. Um, yeah, they haven't started. Uh, word is, I th- don't think they start filming until like end of February. Okay. Uh, something like that. Because mm-hmm. I need to get need to get like weather or whatever. Like it's too cold. It's too cold. Anyway. <laughs> and and the and these and these clickers need to survive in heat. Mm. Um, yeah. So and I don't know the story. So that's why that's why I, I got the I got the uh, I I I bought the thing. You bought the thing. I bought the things. I bought the thing so I can play it. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna play it and cry. And then my wife is going, "Why are you crying?" It's like, game. He's like, "Why are you crying at the game?" Because it's sad. <laughs> she doesn't get. She doesn't get me why. Why I like like to cry at shit. It's like because it proves that I am more than a man. <laughs> I'm a man who cries. You're a man who cries. <laughs> I'm an alpha man who cries. Yes. And, I, and that's going to be on my tombstone. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this and. Word is probably going to be uh, split into two, which I want more of. Please, mm, mm-hmm. I don't want this to end. No, cause I, I'm, I'm invested. I want to see, I want to see Ellie do good shit. Yeah, and I get, uh, and I got worried for her at the end of the first season, and it's probably going to break me. And why am I crying right now? Shut yeah, up! No, go back to you. Go back. All right, to you. all right, all right. Let's talk about something you don't give two shits about, and that is the Oscars. Yay! Hey, I'll cry at that saying, "Why, oh why." <laughs> uh, our last item of news this week. I wish I didn't eat that fish. <laughs> Or whatever the Simpsons yeah. thing is. I wish, I wish, I never ate, I never killed that fish. Yeah, because he sits on it. Killed. <laughs> um, yes, the Oscars, the nominations for the '96 Academy Academy Awards, if I can speak, uh, were uh, unveiled, announced um, earlier this week, and uh, to no one's surprise, Oppenheimer is leading the pack. Thirteen nominations, including Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best director and best picture um yeah i think i think the odds are are in its favor to take home the big prize of the night yeah um behind oppenheimer of course we had poor things uh which had 11 nominations which is also very impressive including director and picture and best actress for emma stone um and then following that uh martin scorsese's killers of the flower moon um, got uh, 10 nominations, including Best Picture Director and uh, another Best Actress nomination. Uh, Lily Gladstone made history as the first Native American woman to be ever nominated for an Oscar. Um, so, so that's absolutely fantastic to see. Um, there was actually quite a diverse pool of um, races amongst the nominees this year, which was fantastic. Um, so, uh, and some women Except as well. Except for directors. Except for directors, yeah. which I will vent about in a moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just giving you a croissant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little appetizer entree. Mm. appetizer <laughs> for your rage. For my rage. Rage. Your, your woman rage. <laughs> my woman rage, yes. Um, yes, other uh, well-nominated movies included Barbie, um, and Maestro, um, both with eight and seven nominations, respectively. Um, and the the nominees I will read out first for Best Picture are thus, uh, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, 
Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Um, two foreign films out of that ten, The Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall. Um, that's very, very great to see. Um, and, and I'm so glad Past Lives got nominated because that was probably one of the best movies of 2023 um, and I was a bit scared <laughs> as I was watching the nom- the nominations announced live. I stayed up late to watch it um, as they were going through and they were getting snub after snub and they got a screenplay nomination. Um, Celine Song, who wrote and directed the movie, um, got a nomination <laughs> for screenplay and then of course she gets a nomination for Best Picture, which is really, really nice. Um and Spider-Verse got nominated for Best Animated Movie. Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm pretty sure, got nominated for uh, Visual Effects. If I can... Yeah, yeah, it did, along with Mission Impossible. Godzilla Minus One got a nomination. Visual Effects! Visual Effects, baby. Um, I think it's the... That was f- phenomenal. The, yeah, I, I actually cannot wait to see this movie. Um, yeah, it's... I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching it. Um, apparently, it's the first time a Godzilla movie's been nominated for an Oscar. Um, yeah, for anything, yeah. Yeah, so um, the the reaction was was great to see. <laughs> um, yes, and what else is there to mention before I start ranting? Um, no, that's it. I'm just going to start ranting. So... <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let, let that inner feminist out. Man. Keep her in a cage. Man, mm. I just... Yeah. The, 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 the post that was going around on social media was like, did none of... Did no one in the Academy watch Barbie? Because they've literally... The point of the movie has just been lost. Because... When will it end? Because, you know, Ryan Gosling got a nomination, deservedly so, for supporting yeah. actor... Um, and of course, you mentioned earlier, America Ferreira got a nomination um, for Best Supporting Actress, which is uh, wonderful for her. She's so talented. Um, I, I I haven't seen May December yet. That was one of the movies that got snubbed. So I need to see that before I can say maybe someone else like Natalie Portman or Julianne Moore should have got nominated over her. But um, I haven't seen that movie, so I can't make that call. Um, but the internet made that call. But anyway, I'm very happy for America, mm-hmm. and I'm glad she got a nomination. Barbie also got nominated in Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, how it's adapted, I don't really understand entirely. I, I, I get it, I guess. Maybe, like, it's adapted from a doll. Eh, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of a stretch. I think that was the only way they were going to get an Oscar nomination, is if they switched from original screenplay into adapted. And it worked, so... Uh, props to them. Um, now, to the, the, the nitty-gritty of my rage, as you so put, Michael. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Margot Robbie did not get nominated for her performance. Um, she was left out. Um, I mean, that is nothing against the actresses that were nominated. You had Annette Benning, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Hula, uh, Kerry Mulligan, and Emma Stone. Very talented actresses in their own rights, and very much deserving of nominations. However, I don't understand <laughs> why they couldn't nominate Margot Robbie somehow. I don't know. I just, it just, it just baffles me. Because, like, what, sh- what Ryan Gosling did was amazing. He's not going to win, let's just be clear. It's Robert Downey Jr.'s award. Um, but, True. Um, but Margot 
what she put into that role, like, you know, the 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 humor, the heart, the the the, the grit, the emotion, the just the many faceted layers of that character um, were so well done um, and a very unique kind of performance in terms of that. So it's just just disappointing that, you know, Barbie can't get a fucking nomination or a movie. But for me, for my money, the biggest snub um, that had me kind of reeling was the fact that the Academy decided not to nominate Greta Gerwig for Best Director. Um... This one, yeah, kills me. Um, yay, they nominated Justine Trier for Anatomy of a Fall. So they, they, you know, they ticked their box and nominated a, a female. Um, ticked two boxes, maybe, because it's a foreign movie. Who knows? Um, but Greta was getting nominated everywhere else. She's, you know, the talk of Hollywood over the last six plus months about this movie, going on a year... And for them to not recognise her, I think, is uh, is just very upsetting. <laughs> um, what she pulled off with that movie uh, and the fact that it did so well, it was a fucking phenomenon last year. Like, Barbenheimer was 2023, you know. And, mm-hmm. of course, Christopher Nolan gets the nomination because, I mean, yeah, deservedly so, what he achieved with Oppenheimer was outstanding. And I, you know, my money's on him to take home the award. Um, he's been winning everywhere else. Yeah, um, it's Return of the King all over again. Yeah, yeah, it is. It definitely is. It has is. that feeling. It really does. It really does. Yeah, all male cast. <laughs> and they're, yeah. they're giving, yeah, they're giving, um, excuse me, they're giving Christopher Nolan his due, um, which is totally fine. I'm not asking for a Greta Gerwig to win. No one's asking for her to win, but to be nominated, she should have been to in be that nominated. list. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah. But, I mean... Not to knock on Martin Scorsese, I still haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon, but the dude has been nominated for a bajillion Oscars. He's won an Oscar at least once. Um, let's just spread the love, share the love a little bit. <laughs> anyway, it's go away, go away. Martin. It's a bit fucking bullshit. Uh, I'm yeah, ju- mm. hashtag justice for Greta. In my opinion, I can I can live with I can live with Margot not getting nominated, but. Greta being snubbed is just terrible. And I really respect Ryan Gosling and his reaction. Um, his, the statement that he put out to just say that, you know, there is no movie, there is no Barbie without Greta or Margot. Um, so what the fuck, basically. Um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing. It's really disappointing. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, Barbie is still nominated for Best Picture. It's up there for, for writing um, and a director, uh, a couple of acting, sorry, nominations, <laughs> not director. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll see if it gets some love, but um, I'm sure it'll win a bunch in the tech categories. But, yeah, justice for Greta. Anyway, that's my <laughs> that's my reaction to the Spiel. Oscars. I don't think I've, I've left anything out. Um, uh, although Andrew Scott should have been nominated for... Um, all of us strangers, and he wasn't. Even the BAFTAs snubbed him, and I was... That pissed me off. I hadn't even seen the movie yet, and I was like, you fucking kidding me? Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, it's good time. <laughs> good times. Um, Michael, I know you, you could not care less about any of this. <laughs> um, do you? Oh, ha- oh, no, I'm really enjoying the spiel. 
Good, <laughs> good. Um, do you have anything to add to my rant, or are you good? Uh, it's sort of the same, um, especially with the Greta uh, uh, uh thing. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's that's kind of kind of shitty. But you know, I I've never really liked the Oscars, and ever since you know, it was sort of uh, Shakespeare in Love sort of stuff. yeah <laughs> somehow yeah that was best picture over saving private ryan somehow <sighs> yeah yeah don't are you know. saying the oscars are also political oh, <laughs> <shut up. laughs> anyway. Anyway, anyway 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 um Congrats for the people who are, who are, and congrats for the people who aren't. You're better than that. Mm. Uh, yeah. So we know we we know which movies are going to be uh, throughout the test of time being taught in schools and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and Barbenheimer, both of them are, yeah. are, are equally valid and good. It's just yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can't really add too much. No, no, too much to it. That's okay. Um, one final thing I will—I forgot to mention that I will before we move on—is um, that Coleman Domingo got nominated for his performance in Rustin, um, and he—it made him either the first or the second openly gay actor portraying a gay character to be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, so I thought that was worth mentioning because that's just excellent. Wait. Wait, Wait, gay people can play gay characters? <laughs> I thought it was just for straight people. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is. I like it when I when I know a heterosexual man is gay. It it makes it, it makes it safe for me to enjoy my media. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Excuse me. Anyway, go Coleman. Um, alrighty, let's yeah, go. Grab that bag. Grab that bag. Yeah. Let's move on out of the nerdy news because yes. we're done and it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. If I can find the file, there it is. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Okay, it's trailer park time, and boy, can I just say, did I have some research to do, because Hollywood decided to drop five billion trailers this week, Um, Mm. so I just kind of had to uh, watch about ten of them and pick three. Um, The best three. The best three. The only three. three. The only three. Um, well, there was actually one that I wanted to pick instead of Monkey Man, but I thought it might make you cry, Mike, so I just didn't do it. <laughs> oh, which one's that one? Uh, Tuesday. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Is it, it will make me cry? Yeah, it will. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Um, our first trailer for this week is uh, another look and maybe our final look, but knowing Netflix, probably not. Um, Avatar, The Last Airbender, the live-action adaptation. Um, This is our longest look yet at the world we're going to be diving into next month. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm very 
I'm just, I'm just, oh, it's, it's so annoying. So <laughs> I really loved this show and I'm so glad I finally watched it. And I, it's fucking hilarious that it took me so long to watch the animated show. Um, and it doesn't need a live a- a- action adaptation. We've, we've discussed this many times. Um, it's, yeah. it's perfect as it is. Um, but that being said, you know, this is, this was inevitable. They've already tried it once and failed miserably, and now we're getting another one. And um, I can't help but get excited for this, watching this trailer. <laughs> um, it's sucking me in, and I don't like it. <laughs> so whoever put the trailer together uh, did a very good job, and I guess some of the people that have made this, despite the original showrunners of the Nickelodeon series leaving due to creative differences, um, from what we can see in this trailer, it looks pretty well adapted um including adding shit that wasn't actually in the animated um series so that's a bit of fun because um, you know for those who've seen the uh the animated show um we don't see this much of uh ozai this early um yeah he pretty much comes in in the last season um with you know a cameo here or there you know mark hamill doing his thing um but <laughs> in this trailer you know we get such a good look at him, Daniel Day Kim, uh, playing Fire Lord Ozai. Um, and I, 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 yeah, he looks great. Um, they all look great. Like, they've done a really good job with the casting on this. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more of the performances from these young actors. They, they physically look like their characters, um, you know, and they, they seem... Like it was nice to see a bit of Sokka's humor coming through in this trailer because that's one of my favorite things about um, the Airbender animated show is, is just Sokka being Sokka. Um, so <laughs> and he looked pretty serious up until now, so it was nice to get to to hear him um, and you know hear him be funny on top of that. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks great. It looks great. It really a lot of it looks like. Like, it, it does kind of... I know I haven't seen One Piece the anime, but it really feels like that they've done that a- adaptation part well. Like, it really looks like you're watching a live-action interpretation, like an accurate one. Um, so, yeah, because so many of these characters and locations and scenes that you can see being recreated um, are, have been done so well. And I even liked the little... You know, we get the little bit of Aang, you know, running around on the, the ball of air that's spinning um, from the, you know, from the opening part of the show. Um, I thought that was really cute. So, yeah, it looks it looks great. And, it, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying not to get my hopes up. I really don't because if it's going to be bad, it's going to be bad and we're all going to hate it and be very angry at Netflix. But, um... <sighs> I dare you. I dare you. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. I, I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic, like an intelligent person would, but I'm struggling because <laughs> it looks really. You're good. an intelligent person, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, those are my thoughts, Mike. Um, how how goes your feels with this so far? Yeah, as a as a newcomer to Avatar, it, it definitely has that feel. Um, Sometimes Avatar can be extremely silly, and yeah. I haven't really seen that yet. I want to see at least one cabbage, uh, <laughs> cabbage merchant explosion, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and secret tunnel. Secret, secret tunnel. tunnel. I want to see that. 
But yeah, it does look like they're sort of combining like season one and two, so you can actually see a lot of not just the um, uh, Avatar and 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 uh, Aang and and the bunch, but as well as Io and uh, and uh, and, uh, and Zuko. Rufio Rufio Rufi um, Rufi oh because he's voiced by it um, yes yeah. So, so you're going to get a lot of backstory of of them as well. So they're sort of doing two things at once. So, so I I think that's probably uh, clever. So just in case if this falls like a bag of rocks, that you can actually say, okay, one more season and it will be the last one, and it will be the entire thing. So who knows? Um, yeah, the. Uh, it looks good. Um, will it go extremely silly? I I don't know. But they did see the uh, uh, I can't remember his name, but the uh, Earth uh, old guy. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who went extremely buff? Yeah, I yeah I know who you're talking about, but I can't I can't remember his name either. Um, he he was he was nuts. He was cool. yeah he was great. <laughs> I hope he's just as crazy in the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ah oh, no, I was gonna say if 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 J.K. Simmons did that, yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny. Like, that'd be funny. He's like this old guy, but he's like muscle fucking bones. <laughs> but of course he's well, I'm, he's probably going to be if they ever do a Cora TV show. Yeah, well, if this right. is yeah, if this is successful, then they will definitely be making a Cora TV show at some point. Yeah. And so. then you know. If, you know, then J.K. Simmons can reprise his role. Because it looks exactly like him, so. It's very anyway. true. So, so when is this, uh, hopefully not potential bag of rocks, uh, <laughs> going to be released? So, Avatar The Last Airbender, the live-action Netflix adaptation, will be dropping all at once on the 22nd of February. Woo! Mm. Everything happening in two weeks. Yep. Months. Mm. Month and a bit. Or two just weeks. Like three weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Okay. It's my birthday birthday month. Yeah. Um, just in time for my birthday. What a birthday! <laughs> what a birthday month for you. Speaking of what's coming next, our second trailer this week um, is for another TV series that we love. And that is the uh, f- our first look at the final season, the third and final season of The Bad Batch. Uh, woo! Yes. Um, man, I'm going to miss this show. I'm so sad it's fa- it's ending. Um, I... I'm- I'm happy that they're actually calling it quits when it's, like, good. Yeah, go out on a high. Don't overstay your welcome, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect Three that. Three series is good. Yeah. It's good enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I respect that, especially the way, you know, uh, big companies like Disney have been treating their IPs over the last year or two. Um, probably smart. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, this was a great trailer. Um, you know, we got a little bit of a scene to begin with that, that didn't drag on too long, and then the trailer became a proper trailer, and we got a really good taste of um, what's to come and, and, you know, a reminder of poor tech. Mm. 
So sad. Um, that was emotional. And, uh, yeah, and then I'd completely forgotten that Omega got taken by the Empire. But, you know, that's my brain. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you were still recovering from, from tech. I think so. I think all I could think about same was episode. tech. Same episode. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. happened at the same time. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, so at that so the mission, I suppose, is going to be getting Omega um, away from the Emperor um, and the other Imperial um, soldiers mm. uh, and uh, all of that. Um, yeah, and you know we got another shot of um, yeah, what's his bloody name? Cross Crosshair. Um, Crosshairs, yeah. Looking really sad, um, <laughs> which gave me some feels as well. He's um, in his redemption area. He is. He is. He's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna have his full circle moment um, mm. this season, and it's gonna be fucking incredible. If and if any of his episodes, his storyline in season two is anything to go by, it, they're gonna fucking stick that landing, and it's gonna be great. Um, I so I can't wait for that. Um, yeah, and then obviously it's just you know, there's lots of characters returning. We see a glimpse of Fennec Shand in here. Uh, Re- mm. Rex is back, of course. Um, and, and yeah, and, you know, as someone who hasn't seen Clone Wars or Rebels, cause I don't actually know which show this character is from, but, um, the internet, Clone fu- Wars. the internet fucking broke the Star Wars portion of the internet broke when, uh, it was revealed that Asajj Ventress is going to be in this season. Um, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> what? Um, Dooku's... Dooku's apprentice, uh, who's supposed to be dead. Yeah, that's I. Cause, yeah, is she? I'm guessing she's Clone Wars, not not Rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that would make sense because this is a sequel series to Clone Wars. Um, yeah. Duh. Um. Yes. It's all right. The Bad Batch are dead in the uh, in the Rebels. Yeah. Uh, timeline. Yeah, because that's later. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe we don't know. That's true. That's very true. Well, this is the last episode. Yeah, last season. We don't know. It could be a Rogue One situation. Um, uh, <laughs> hmm. um, but no, it looks it looks great. It looks great. It looks in- yes. it looks intense. It looks epic, and I'm I'm sad and excited at the same time for the ending of the Bad Batch. Um, yeah, it's going to be sick. Uh, mm. Mike, what did you make of this trailer? Um, I'm sad that it's uh, last season. Yeah. Uh, but it's really looking forward to it because it it's uh, it sticks it sticks to the landing on most episodes. Like there's not really many that were uh, didn't like that one. Uh, uh, I will wait until next week. Um, yeah, it's it it still has that feel for Clone Wars, um, and it's just that Clone Wars itch that we that we all really love, and it's it's uh, definitely dealing with um, with more clone stuff. So hopefully they'll set up a lot of stuff for the um, the the Mandoverse mm. as well, mm-hmm. uh, especially especially with um, uh, with the Emperor coming yep. in. Yep, McDermott doing doing his doing his man thing. Doing his man thing. Uh, yeah, he's 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 the emperor. He's the emperor. Somehow he's doing he his returned. Voice. Yes. Yeah, we're going we're going to be dealing with oh somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> this is probably his contingency while he's around. 
he's setting up he's setting up his snokes. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's kinda cool. I I only watch bits and pieces of Cologne Wars, so I don't know much about uh her Dooku's apprentice. Yes. Um I just know of the Emperor crack the shits because then that means that, that you, you can only have, uh, like with Sifts, you can only have a master and apprentice. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And so Dooku had to get rid of her. And so she fell. She's a she's a knight sister. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, from that planet. Same as Maul. Okay. And um, yeah. So she she fell from the Sifts and then that's why she has a yellow lightsaber. Because she she saw the devils between in between, and the last thing that we've heard is she was uh, written in in one of the novels, and apparently she died in that. So uh, timelines are going to be weird. Either they're going to do that storyline, or they're going to say, "Oh, she's not really dead. She's she she, she escaped somehow or something." I don't know. Star Wars lore that I haven't really dived into. I just know offhand because I watched a guy talking about it on on YouTube. Ah. Mm. So yeah, it's it, it's it's like one of those um like Kath Bane sort sort of scenarios. It's like a niche amount of people love it, and then it's it's up to us to say okay, we we enjoy we enjoy this interpretation. Mm-hmm. This new adaptation. This new, yes. Yeah. So, yes. This ha- excuse me. This has a weird release date. Mm. Yeah, it's releasing over, um, you know, a period of of time. That's strange. Um, I only wrote down the first few episodes, so just bear with me a moment, and I'll I'll read them the whole out because they they put the whole schedule up for when it's going to be releasing. Yeah. Um, but. Season three will start on the 21st of February. The first three episodes are going to be dropped all at once. Um, and then it's going to be uh, not sort of weekly, but not weekly after that. We're going to get um, one episode, another episode, and then after that we get a, a two-parter. And then again, again, another two-parter. Again, again, again. And then the finale will conveniently come uh, out just before May the 4th on the 1st of May, um, the series so, finale. So. so so, if we're dealing with synergy, does that mean at the end of this season there's going to be a big reveal? Maybe. As I, and then all of a sudden there's a live-action Bad Batch movie. No, 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 we don't need that. Nah, probably not. But I don't know. I think it's something. Something special is going to be dropped, and then, and then May the Fourth celebrations will say, "Hey, we still got stuff to do. <laughs> we got the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew, uh, and uh, the, yeah. the Ray series, the Ray movie, even Ray movie coming back, and also and also Ahsoka Two, Electric Boogaloo." Yeah. Oh, I heard I heard someone do a um a theory on the skeleton crew. 
Because oh, yeah? the synopsis of that is kids go into space and they get lost in space uh-huh. um, to a different um, to a to a different universe. They said, right? What did Ahsoka do? Hmm. What did she do, Mike? She went to a different universe. She did go to a different universe. It's all connected. <laughs> it's all I think connected. I, <laughs> I think I need to set up my uh, my, my 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 Pepe Silvia board. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have murder boards anymore. It's like Pepe Silvia, Pepe Silvia. Everything is Pepe Silvia. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Everything's connected. Star Wars is not dead anymore. <laughs> Star Wars isn't dead. Yes. Yeah. So cool. Can't wait for that. No, can't wait for that. Indeed. Yes. Um, cool. All right. We got one more trailer to talk about. Um, Sweet beans. Switching gears completely. Um, this is a trailer for a movie called Monkey Man. Um, yes. And I'll say off the off the bat, I'm probably not going to watch this movie only because it's not my type of film. Um, it's very much a John Wick action thriller, revenge thriller. Um, uh, and that's fine. You know, a lot of people love those and I'm not going to yuck someone else's yum. Um, <laughs> hi yum. <laughs> hi yum. Um, but the really cool thing about this one is that, um, it's stars Dev Patel. Um, yeah. As the, as the, in the, in the lead, he's, he's the one doing all the kick-ass fighting and, and shooting and shit. Um, and going ape shit. Going ape shit, if you will. Okay. Uh, and apes and ape and monkeys are monkeys. Yes, they're different. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, he's also making his directorial debut with this movie. Uh, he's directing this as well as starring. Oh yeah, in it. I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so hats off to him um, for that um, because the movie does look very visually uh, interesting. Certain shots in, in this trailer were really, really cool. The way the lighting was, was used and, and things of that nature, I really appreciated. Um, and uh, and it's also produced by Jordan Peele. So no, mm. another good name um, to add to the roster uh, here with this one. But yeah, I, I, and, I, and I guess I do like the fact that it's, it's part of this seems to be lifted from, um, you know, from Indian myths and mythology and... And you know all of that, um, so I think that's that's really really cool. You know, we might learn something about Indian <laughs> culture with this this movie while we're watching people get killed. Um, <laughs> um, Beat the shit out. Of. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's really really cool. I like that the fact that it's yet yeah, set in India and it has that backdrop to it, and um, yeah, and it just looks badass. Um, it was probably a pretty long trailer. It probably didn't need to be this long because it showed a lot. Um, but um, but no, Dev Patel. I'm a you know a fan of his. Have been since Slumdog Millionaire back in the day, and it's really good to see. You know, he just keeps making really interesting choices with his career, um, and I respect that quite a bit. So um, I hope the movie is a success for him. That would be nice. Uh, mm. Mike, um, what did you make of this one? It looks really cool. I, I kind of don't know. It, it, it's like, mmm, dopamine. Give it to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for these sort of stuff. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I'm just... It, 
it, like rags to riches sort sort of thing. Like in, like it deals with a lot lot of issues that we all do, and it's it's a way of life. It's always the class system, and this guy has had enough, and he and he's uh, and he's you know putting monkey face on and mm-hmm. and, and casting and kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Love it, I love it, and even watching this on the um on my phone the 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 uh the uh, cinema, cinematography is so good i don't it's it like the choreography of the fight scenes as well as the the car chase scene with the little buggy i lost my shit i was like oh that is so cool i've never seen it and i want it <laughs> this is the sure shit I, that i'm really looking forward to like, yeah with with newer stuff like you know this is <laughs> There's more anticipation than Deadpool, you know. At least with Deadpool, I know what I'm going to get. I'm, I'm going to enjoy. I, I'm I'm going to enjoy the like nostalgia shit out of it. But come on, a guy in a monkey suit is going MMA with another guy and and just going ape shit. I don't know. I'm male. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't apologize for that. That's fine. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really looking forward to this and. Uh yeah, I think it was in Limbo Hell, and then ah. and Jordan Jordan Peele said, and it was going to be on streaming and shit. And it's like no, Jordan Peele like grabbed it and like you know what, this is so good, it needs to be on, it needs to be in cinema. It needs to be in cinema. So cinema, and we've got to watch it. So yes. when are we going to be watching this and talking about it on on the stream? Can well, we both. Like both of us, you gotta watch it too. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. Well, <laughs> if it's not your bread and butter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clockwork Orange style. Um, we don't have an Australian. <laughs> don't do that to Mozart. <laughs> we don't have a... a lot of people say I look like him. Oh, yeah, I can see it. When I was younger, of course, I, I, I grew into my face. But when I was more baby face, I was like, you look like, you look like that guy. Yeah. You killed Captain Kirk. Yes. Um, cool. Monkey Man doesn't have a release date in Australia just yet, but in the States it is going mm. to be coming out on the 5th of April. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully Star Cinema will get it. That's mm. the local the local art house. It's the only way I can actually watch the, the holdovers because it's not going to Village. Oh, it sucks. That's so annoying. Uh, but I have to. But I have to wait until me and Sammy aren't working. So, because <laughs> uh, it, it's only at like one o'clock. Ah, uh, that's so annoying. Yeah, but I do it for this movie. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's Trailer Park done. We're rolling out. Yes. Which means now. Yeah. Let's do it. It's time for some dun, dun, dun. wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Dun 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 dun. Yes. Talking who? Talking who? Talking who? And I got my little Lego Tardis. Hey, Lego Tardis. Yeah. Yeah, my little my little future doctor. You haven't seen yet. Oh. Come on, focus. Damn you. Is that oh that's uh the uh Ah I don't 
The twelfth the twelfth doctor. Visual comedy. The twelfth doctor. Hey. There, there he is. Peter Capaldi. There, there's there's his angry eyebrows. And he's got his sonic screwdriver too. That's very cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get to it. It's time to talk who in popcorn culture. Um who? I am watching Doctor Who, New Who, Doctor Who for the first time all the way through. And uh, Mike is obviously a seasoned veteran, so um, we're going to be discussing um, from both points of view. Um, And yeah, we're up to season five, uh, episode three, uh, and then we're also going to do episode four and five, the two-parter. So Mm. uh, episode three is Victory of the Daleks, um, and... Yeah, I don't understand why this one has such a low rating on IMDb. Um, because I enjoyed it. <laughs> I I thought it was... I one it was particular as- aspect is probably the reason for that. Ah, okay. We'll get into that, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Um, yes. So, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a cool uh, period, time travel. You know, we're not going to space. We're on Earth. It's in the middle of World War Two, during the London Blitz, and Winston Churchill is called for the Doctor, um, you know. A month ago. A month ago, and again, he's shown up late uh, when things aren't as dire. But however, better late than never, because uh, Winston Churchill has uh, Daleks working for him. Um, and, you know, of course, the Doctor is immediately sus on this. Like, what's going on here? This is... These are... These are evil aliens they're going to kill everyone they have an agenda how how is this a thing um so yeah i really liked that mystery unraveling and unfolding as the episode went along and i loved i i really one thing i really love about the doctor is that no matter what he doesn't give up he just keeps persisting um when everything's against him when everyone's against him uh he knows he's right and he will do whatever it takes generally um, to to see you know that he wins um, and yeah I so I really liked um, yeah the way he just kind of you know was trying to convince them all that no the Daleks are real uh, they're gonna kill you all and uh, they're not they're not your what were they I can't remember what they were called iron somethings I can't remember. Ironsides Ironsides yeah yeah very very interesting, but I will I will give the show props in the fact that I um, did believe for half a second that the Daleks weren't going to reveal their true selves. Um, I mm. almost I almost bought into it, like almost, and then the reveal happened that they were they were just waiting for the Doctor to uh, say the magic words um, before they revealed themselves. So um, yeah, so I I thought. I thought that was really good. I do wanted to. I do want to ask you though one thing, and I don't. I don't want to. I'm only going to rush through this a bit because we've got three episodes to talk about, and it's late. But um, that's all right. I, uh, we can combine the two parter, really. Yeah. Um. But uh, I the 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 Daleks plan. Um. I don't know. The only. I think maybe it's the only criticism I have of the episode is the, probably the fact that um we've kind of seen this before. Maybe mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with with the Daleks uh, trying to create like the ultimate master versions of themselves, or trying to resurrect themselves in a new way. Like we've seen that before, and I think it was done better in that 
two-parter maybe um because yeah these these daleks that they brought about i liked you know how they had their voices were a bit creepier and and darker and whatnot um but i the design of them i didn't care for much um (laughs) the bright colors um were an interesting aesthetic choice i mean more more power to you that's fine um one of them was even like a TARDIS blue color. And I was like, that's a bit on the nose. Um, and, and then they were just, they were, they were fat. <laughs> like, I don't want to body shame a Dalek, but they were big. Like they were. I, I fat shaming. <laughs> but they were like, I didn't like the, yeah, it was, I, I, you know, as someone who is, you know, a new fan, I, yeah. I, I definitely, started started showing some gatekeeping and i was like no i prefer the older ones you know the bronze and and silver and and battle worn daleks you know those mm. those kind of classic ones i i think i i like them a bit more um but obviously we're going to see these these ones again what is your take on the story of this episode and the whole the kind of the repeat of of the the theme of the Daleks trying to come back again. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this story is written by Mark Gatiss. Yes. Um, uh, collab, uh, collaborator with Stephen Moffat, who's also done uh, other Doctor Who episodes, mm. as well mm-hmm. as written written novels as well, like yeah. before before the revival. So, yeah. m- no slouch when it comes to Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, and works with like Stephen Moffat with like all, all his other stuff like yeah like Sherlock Sherlock and that and Dracula the Dracula um, one yeah uh, Dracula with with an iPad one um yeah watch the first episode and just leave it at that um yeah uh he was asked to do this because. Two things they want: uh, period, uh, historical uh, Doctor Who with Daleks, and they want to revamp the, the the Daleks for a new generation. Okay. Because this was this was with because new showrunner, new Doctor, new way of doing things. Like everything was slightly different compared to. Um, uh, uh, Russell T. Davis's era of the Doctor, so they wanted to do. You know, why don't we revamp like the Daleks? I mean, they they sort of do the same thing with a future um, uh, villain, but we haven't watched watched that yet, and I won't spoil it here. Cool. Uh, but it was a it was a good uh, update updated one. Um, the consensus with the new design of these Daleks overall, including me, uh, you are on the money, Kendall. Good. No one liked it. <laughs> Good. I feel validated now. <laughs> it's all right. Vindicated. <laughs> yeah, vindicated, validated. Uh, mm. Validate my parking. Um, yeah, no one particularly liked... Uh, they they like the aesthetic because those uh, Dalek for Victory posters uh, are everywhere. Everyone wanted one. Even I've got a poster of the blueprints of the da- of the Dalek 
from from this episode because it was great yeah. and uh and if we're going to talk about historical accuracy i mean doctor who just just passes our way because a lot of people saying no this is not like the real um winston churchill this is a cartoonish version of winston churchill which i don't mind because if you want historical accuracy you watch a fucking documentary you don't watch doctor who <laughs> um yes yeah 101 yeah. and <laughs> isaac newton wasn't a brown man shut up it's now mavity deal mm-hmm. with it deal with it <laughs> yeah apparently i'm still not sure about that but anyway <laughs> <laughs> the mavity of the situation mm. and yeah and the the plan of the daleks to do this do not make sense uh and yeah just to say okay we're getting new daleks in mm. yeah and no and no one particularly liked it because uh they were huge uh, the set they were on did not accommodate for that as well. They were basically touching the roof to make them in to make them intimidating. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of funny nicknames for it, like the Pascal uh, Pastel uh, Daleks, because all of the different colors. Because it's harking back to the 1960s Peter Cushing era, where they're they're all like like particular colors, uh-huh. uh, but they. But they looked like Power Rangers or <laughs> being more British Teletubbies. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the criticism was swift and quick. And be assured, Kendall, they don't really turn up again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will spoil yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> if you're expecting them to come back, don't you worry your head. Uh, good, I <laughs> they don't. They don't really come back. Right. I, I say don't. Re- I don't. I say don't really. Fleeting. Uh, but they still stick to like the the traditional Daleks, which is a shame because I don't know. Uh, well, you've seen latest Doctor Who. They've sort sort of dabbled with trying to get newer versions of what what they have. It's just because there are different sort of types of Daleks as well with the classic series, like very new very minute like differences in that but essentially it's all the same and yeah so Mm. that's my sort of overall arc is like yeah it's it's not a bad episode i much prefer it from the previous one because you know uh they're, they're having fun with history and i always enjoy doctor who having fun with history yeah, yeah, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, yeah, and the, and yeah, unfortunately, out of all the Daleks, new Daleks uh, stories, the, this is not really a, a good one. Unfortunately, mm. they're just there for the sole reason to say, "Hey, we're getting new Daleks," and no one liked it, so <laughs> that's why it's sort of very <laughs> low on the on the score on the rating. Of, yeah, it makes yeah. sense now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel I feel good in my myself that I yeah was aligned <laughs> you called with. It. <laughs> I called it. I called it that I you know they weren't good. They just yeah, it just didn't work. It just don't work for me. Like it, it kind of yeah. I can appreciate them trying something new and something different. And you know the Daleks are you know obviously the go-to classic Doctor Who villain. Um, so it you know I can appreciate them giving the 
the, the Daleks another go here because um, they're menacing and you know, but yeah, I compared to all the other Dalek episodes I've seen so far, this I yeah, unfortunately this would be yeah the bottom of, of mm. the list for sure. But yeah. I had I did enjoy it otherwise. Like I enjoyed Campy Winston Churchill. He was a bit of a laugh. Um, I I liked his banter with the Doctor. His banter with Amy. It was yeah, it was all it was all very good. Um, my favorite element of this episode though i have to say um is um the da, 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 uh bracewell mm. uh, bill patterson um love love that man he's a very talented actor um and uh i enjoyed his performance here so well um that was a good twist i didn't see coming um the fact that well there's a couple of twists bracewell you know he's not he's not human He's created mm. by the Daleks, um, but he thinks he's human because, you know, they gave him a life, basically, you know. So they gave could, him memories. Yeah, so he could blend in. Um, and then he ends up being a fucking bomb, essentially, at the end of the episode. Um, and the Doctor's hand is forced and he has to choose between saving, stopping the Daleks from getting away and defeating them once more, or saving the Earth. Because they're about to destroy the Earth, of course. Um and yeah, he chooses the Earth and doesn't get to save, get uh, stop the Daleks in time. Um, but I really, yeah, I really liked Bracewell. I thought he was great. I loved the whole Scottish connection with, with Amy, um, and and him. And I thought that was that was fun. And mm. um, yeah, his his performance was really great, especially in, you know, the 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 best scene of the whole episode was when you know he's about to explode. Uh, and the doctor, like both the doctor and Amy did such a good job of talking him down and, and getting it, getting the whole thing figured out, like saving the day. Like the, the fact that it was, it was, you know, by done by talking and not through fighting or, you know, the doctor couldn't use his Sonic to save the day. You know, it was, no, we have to talk to this thing and pretend like talk to it as if it's real you know, it's real, it's a human, you think you're human, so therefore, if you're human, then you can't be a, you know, a whatever it was called, the the bomb thing that was inside it. I can't remember the name of it. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I thought that was really cool, and the way the Doctor was talking and talking and convincing, convincing him, and then it didn't work, but then for Amy to step in, and, you know, this could probably link to what I'm going to talk about later to do with Amy, but... Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> foreshadowing. Uh, foreshadowing that I don't like. Um, <laughs> um, but no, her just coming out and just saying like, have you ever, you know, you know that feeling you get when you, you, you know, you have feelings for someone and it's not reciprocated and, and all of this. And then, you know, she gets him to tell this brief little story about this woman that he remembers, even though she doesn't exist, you know, um, this woman that um, you know he loved and adored, um, and I just thought that was so nice. And the way Bill Patterson performed that, um, reacting to what was happening, and you could see like the way his face changed and his eyes, and and yeah, and that was the story that made you know tricked tricked the bomb into not going off, um, and the Daleks to be pissed. So um, <laughs> yeah. I really loved that scene. I thought that was really nice. Along with the scene at the end where they tell him um, in a roundabout way that um, we're not going to deactivate you. You can go and live your life. 
um, that, you know, by saying, you know, we just need like 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes. Uh, 20 minutes, actually. Might need 20 minutes. I thought that was, yeah, that whole thing. I thought that was lovely. So, yeah, that was my favorite bit of the episode. That made it yeah. enjoyable for me. <laughs> yeah. Did you like the race well, Mike? I did. And I really enjoyed, enjoyed this sort of aspect. Uh, and, uh, and it sort of is the style of Moffat as well. Like, um, the whimsical is like coming in. Uh, some people really do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot people say oh it's a bit sappy because he they won through the power of love <laughs> there's the power of love <laughs> it works yeah um works. and yeah just the doctor let, letting him go uh so they, they go mm. brace well like running around does he age maybe not <laughs> <laughs> we don't know um he could be around uh Actually, that's a spoiler. Uh, if he does turn up or not, <laughs> I'm sure a character like him, they'd find a way to bring him back at some point. Yeah, they haven't so far. So there's a spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. It, one and done. That's right. He, yeah. He's very expensive, the man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. For a good uh, one episode and done. Um, yeah, the convincing that you can go now. You can go. <laughs> Went on a little bit too long. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you, that's a fair criticism. It it was probably yeah. too long. Yeah, <laughs> like, we get it. We get it. We get it. You're not going to kill. Like, it's for the children. It's like I'm sure they get it too. <laughs> anyway, anywho's. But is this really for children? <laughs> mm. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. So overall, that was. Uh, it, it it is more enjoyable than 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 most episodes that deal with like meaningless plots and but that's doctor who that's 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 the, that's the bag that you get given when it comes mm. to doctor who mm-hmm. and yeah and the rewatch value is pretty good except for the daleks but the um stuff in the bunker is always good mm, yeah all the bunker yeah. stuff is is great the character work that they do yeah. with all some of, of the big critics yeah some of the big criticisms it's it's like well um Churchill nowadays is sort of a, a polarizing figure because of his own history. Mm. I mean, yeah, they he led Britain out of World War Two, but that's not the only thing he's done. Um yeah, just don't type in Winston Churchill and famine. If you if you don't want to get rocked. Um Oh anyway. boy. Anyway. Oh yeah. He he sort of had the same ideas as Hitler. But a different way of going about it. <laughs> Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, the 40s. Man. Yeah. He's an old man, even from even from the 40s. So. Yeah, true. He was born well in the the 1800s. So yeah. he was born when Britain was a was uh, an empire. So mm. there you go. That's enough said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. There so you anyway. Go. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I don't really. Speaking have Speaking of to history add. and archaeology. Yes, a nice segue there, Michael. Thank you. There we go. There we go. Um. So now episode four uh, and five. There are two parter. Um. Yeah. So we have time of the angels and flesh and. St- don't um 
I love a good two-parter, especially the Doctor Who ones. They're they're mm. always enjoyable, um, always high stakes, and um, you know we talk about the Daleks being a great uh, villain for for the Doctor. Um, we return for the first time in the New Who uh, to the Weeping Angels um, yep. in this two-parter, and uh, yeah, do something a little different with them, um, which build the law. I have, yeah, I have questions. I have questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed this two-parter. I thought they were great. Uh, obviously, as well, we returned to River Song. Um, good to see Alex Kingston return. Um, she's just fantastic. She had such a great opener at the start of mm-hmm. episode four. I thought that was badass. I'm like, give her James Bond. Like, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, th- I, thought, I thought she was very cool. And that shot of her you know, flinging herself out into space so the, the doctor would catch her um, was was very cool. Um, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I was going to start criticising Amy, but we'll talk about that later. I don't want to talk about that yet. There's a lot to, to criticise. Yes. Yeah. Let's save it. Let's we'll save, save the criticism. Well, we will have a, an Amy Pond discussion at the end of this. Um, but no, yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's cool that uh, you know we get to see River Song again, and and uh, yeah, and basically that she's you know with this team that are uncovering a shipwreck, and there's a weeping angel inside, and for some reason they think it's a good idea to go in there after it. I mean, I don't, I don't see it in what reality that's a good thing. You just, just, just leave it where it is don't touch yeah. it don't, don't go near it don't open anything just stay away oh. fucking idiots um <laughs> we wouldn't have a show then would we um yeah yeah anything anything as a doctor who writer yeah <laughs> yeah what's um, stupid jump into it <laughs> so um one of the best scenes in this two-parter i think for my money was actually the first confrontation we had with this angel um, where, you know, the, you know, the military people who are, uh, actually like m- bishops and ministers and things. I love, I love how, I love when, like, you know, it's cause it's set in the future, this episode, we're on a different planet. I love how, like, you know, you can, you can make a leap that religion has involved to the point of being militaristic. Like, why not? Like you can, is it really can... a jump? <laughs> is it really? Yeah. It's not Salvation a... army. It's not a, <laughs> It's not a big jump, um, so I, I I think that's really cool and um, good Chris good was it good Christian soldiers yeah. marching off to war yeah I yeah I thought that was that was that was fun but um yeah especially because one of the um oh the the main the main dude was played by fucking Sajora from Game yeah, of Thrones yeah the father um, yeah. Oh, Game um, of Thrones and and uh, Family of Dragons. Yes. Um, yes, all in all one. All of the rings. All of, all of the rings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I like Ian Glenn is what I'm saying. He's very good. But no, this scene, I, I really loved it, how it's like, it's a, it's a misdirect. You know, they're setting up this thing of like, okay, the Doctor is working with river and they're working with the military to you know get into this labyrinth of the dead basically so they can find the weeping angel and you know they're working on that and and whatnot and and you get this whole thing of amy being like and does anyone need me 
over here? No, anyone? Okay, I'll just be inside this, you know, caravan of sorts with, you know, the, the weeping angel on the TV, the security footage. And then the rug gets pulled out from under you and it turns out she's fucking up shit creek. Mm. <laughs> I loved this. I thought this was really cool. A really interesting way to expand the lore of the Weeping Angels, I guess. To, to you know, because uh, River has this book that, you know, talks about them. And, and there's a, that, that line that says, like, whatever holds the image of, a, of an angel becomes an angel. Um, yeah. I thought that was... Reason sick. why there's no... Reason, yeah, reason why there's no pictures of the angels in that particular book. Yeah, yeah, because they make a point to say like there's no pictures of what they actually you know look like or whatever. Um, mm. I thought, yeah, I thought that was fucking brilliant because it just all of a sudden you're like, oh, Amy's gonna die. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the tension, um, the way stakes. They, stakes. Yes, stakes. They built it so wonderfully, and I really loved that whole sequence of it. Just you know, and they did it so like gradually of like you know her coming in noticing it had moved and then they both her she puts it together the doctor and river put it together at the same time and then you know shit gets real yeah. um yeah i fucking loved it um and then how that ended up coming back in the second episode um because obviously you see throughout the rest of the first episode that it it's clearly still affecting her um, mm. um but i loved how they kind of like, that was my, like, say what you will about Amy and s certain decisions she makes in this episode. Um, well, at the end of the two-parter, if you will. But um, I like what they did with her in terms of the Weeping Angel stuff. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. What did, you, what did you think of this this addition to the lore, Mike? Yeah. Um, because uh, uh, Stephen Moffat... As his original uh, idea was the Weeping Angels, so I thought, why not bring back something that I wrote before and expand upon it? It's like, no, no fault against him to do that. It's, it's, it's and, and it makes it more interesting. Uh, but we, but we, we, we've sort of seen this uh, happen uh, with Jodie Whittaker in the Flux uh, Weeping Angels things, where where the uh, angels were coming out of the TV, uh, sort of harking back to that. Where this particular episode, and this is this is where the lore is, where where um, yeah, and yeah, and this is oh what was I gonna say? Oh, I can't remember. But yeah, I really this this is when a lot of people like started to really enjoy the the Weeping Angels aspect because uh, they started to be like um, the new uh villain for doctor who like everyone knew daleks uh cybermen and now the weeping angels especially for new who like no other no other like new who villain has sort of come come back to be like within that rogues gallery of of doctor who villains um and it was great to seeing them back in the jodie whittaker ones i mean one of the one of people's favorite like uh ones is that flux episode with the weeping angels um yeah <clears throat> uh river song glad glad back yeah, another invention of uh, uh of moffat as well mm -hmm. uh, from the, the the silent library where yes. we see where we see her death so we're working backwards mm -hmm. so 
such an interesting character. Yeah. And we we are going to see maybe more of her. Uh, especially <laughs> because she's such an interesting character. She's a character that that involves the Doctor's future as well as past. So we don't, and we don't know where the where they sort of meet in the middle. Yeah. And uh, they do with uh, Big Finish. They have like ep- they have like episodes where she meets classic Who. Uh, doctors as well which is really cool and interesting because you can uh, like more stories need a more um, more 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 and yeah it was this episode that we fi- did we find out that River Song is the doctor's wife in the future yeah yeah what the fuck yeah wibbly wibbly timey wimey yeah yeah Mm. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Can't really, I can't really expand because I might spoil it. Yeah, but no, that's, I appreciate that's that. That's an interesting take. We do... S- no, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> it's one of my favourite episodes for, um, from a, a future Doctor Who episode. Mm. Nice. Where we get to see uh, the second last... Uh, story with River Song before the library. Okay. Yeah, it's uh the story that she tells David Tennant's Doctor, be, uh before like the last time we met, you were, you, you were um, different. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. So, but we'll get to it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. Like I remember after I watched Silence in the Library. Um. And that other, the other episode that follows it, that two-parter, um, mm. yeah, I, and being introduced to River Song that way, like I, yeah, I just love when time travel shows lean the fuck in to time travel, and yeah, the, fa- the fact that you have a character that's we're meeting her for the first time, the Doctor's meeting her for the first time, because we're obviously in the Doctor's point of view, but from where she's standing, it's you know, you know, the millionth time they've met each other. And, you know, in the case of Silence in the Library, it was the last time, as you said. It was the last time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just love that. Um, it's such a cool way to tell a story um, and to unravel, like, a mystery. Because, you know, there's that whole thing in this episode where, you know, we find out, um, you know, there's little hints being dropped where, you know, Ian Glenn's character is like, yeah, he doesn't know what you did. He doesn't know who you really are. He shouldn't trust you. Like, this whole thing that they keep teasing and whatnot and... Um, and then, yeah, we find out that she's been imprisoned because she killed someone. And, you know, we, we, we see Ian Glenn's character again, tell the doctor, oh, you know, she killed somebody really good. Like she killed a good guy. Um, Mm. and part of you goes, oh, he's just saying that to, to, you know, to stir tension and because he clearly has a problem with her and, but it's obviously because she's done this thing, I guess, but. Um, you know, we, he's kind of a devil's advocate character mm. and well, he's a priest. He never lies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so you're kind of thinking, oh, maybe it's going to go the other way. And then when you get to the end of the episode and the, the doctor asks us straight up, like, did you, he told me you killed someone, um, and that he was a good guy. And she goes, yeah, he was, he was the best person I ever knew. Um, and, or, or whatever she says. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I wonder if we're going to find out who it is. I'm sure we are because I feel like this is like a Chekhov's gun thing. I'm like, they're not just going to 
especially knowing Stephen Moffat, I, they're not going to just drop this and just be like, oh, we'll just never come back to it. Um, but I could be wrong. It's a time travel show. At Feels- last I can say the line, spoilers, sweetie. Yes, spoilers, sweetie. Ugh, because she's great. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you, know. you know, I know. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm enjoying unraveling this River Song mystery as we go through. Um, yeah. Um, and then yeah, we had that whole other thing where, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like Amy's still being affected by the weeping angel that was in the TV because it went inside of her. Um, yeah. That the image of her is in the back of her eye. Yeah. Uh, it's like the memory. I think they say it's the memory of the thing because she was staring at it for so long. It yeah. It helped it to, you know, transfer or whatever. Which Couldn't I, blink. Mm. Yeah, which I kind of liked. Um, I mostly liked it. I didn't like it as much as it just being a thing that can come out of the TV. I thought that was really cool. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. but I think they were, yeah, they, they, they expanded further and I can appreciate that, but I didn't like it as much. Um, but it made for some good tension, you know, with like Amy, she can't open her eyes, um, or she'll die kind of thing. Um, that was, that was interesting. And then of course we have the whole, um, the, the crack in time reappears, you know? Um, so, uh, and, and we get some acknowledgement from, from them. It comes part of the plot, this whole thing. Um, and you know. Because, like, one of the things we didn't mention from the previous episode is there was that offhand sort of thing of um, Amy doesn't know what Daleks are, and she should because of yeah. the world we live in that everyone knows what, what Daleks are because of they're out, they've been out in the open invading Earth. Um, so, yeah, so I've, I like that as well. Um, yeah, and we're clearly... It's also... Yeah, yeah. building. Go on. Anyway, go on. Yeah, it's also a good writing ploy when you're mm-hmm. a new showrunner. And you want to reset the entire universe, uh, so yeah. And they do name drop the um, giant Cyberman walking through uh, Victorian London. No one remembers yep. that. Mm. No one remembers all the plants in the sky. Yeah, uh, and it, and everything because yeah. because of the cracks. So yeah, it's a good right. So it's a good clean slate that you can give yourself. Otherwise, you have to remember everything that fucking happened. So yeah, it works. It works. Yeah, I can work around it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I kind of liked that whole with the with the weeping angels. Two two other things was you know the twist of you know most of the statues in the that catacomb actually being weeping angels, and they were like deformed because of they've been dormant they've yeah they've eroded away i thought that was really clever um and intense (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah and then how obviously the the crack in in the two universes and time or whatever it is was the thing that helped them save the day um overall um because i you know the whole thing with amy having the dalek in her head and i loved how the doctor was like weeping angel sorry dalek weeping angel fuck getting my wires cross crossing the streams um yes the weeping angel in her head and he's like well because technically now that weeping angel never existed 
that's why you don't remember it. But she's like, but I do. And then he's like, well, but you're, you've traveled through time. So now you perceive time differently. So you're going to remember it. I'm like, that's just so fucking cool. I just, you're not thinking fourth dimensionally. Yeah. Like it's so, sci-fi, mm. it's so sci-fi and it's so cool. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you, Mike, though, that I sure. was curious on, because as we've seen before, uh, weeping angels, they kill you by taking your time away. Basically they, you know, they take you out of your current timeline, throw you back somewhere else. Um, and yeah. you know, feed off of your lost time. Um, and essentially killing you slowly, I suppose. Um, yeah. In this episode, that that doesn't happen. No. Um, the Weeping Angels kill some of these military soldiers uh, by snapping their necks. Um, and then we get to hear, you know, the disembodied voices of the dead speaking through them, translating for them. Um, which I kind of thought was really creepy and really effective. Um, but is this a thing that's just like, oh, they can just do that. They don't have to eat. Like, yeah. They don't have to live on off your time. They can, they can just kill you straight up and it's fine. Or, or is this, uh, does, does this break the law a bit? Or is it like they can do whatever they want or they'll explain it later or, cause the doctor mentions um, at one point, he makes a point to go, this isn't how they usually operate. Um, yeah, so I'm I think curious. this is, pro- yeah, I think this is a setup for the reveal of the crack because uh, they can fe- feed off that, so the and it tastes better than than simple little humans and their timeline and their mm-hmm. time stream. Maybe I don't know. Maybe okay. it's just for this episode. I can't remember if what well, I can't remember if. Spoiler alert: They do come back. Um, not these particular ones, but, you know, they, they are running around the universe. Uh, they do come back and they do the same thing. So I think it's just for this particular episode. And it's also just a gross little, like, mine uh, image of Bob, <laughs> sacred Bob, uh, uh, getting his head snapped and, you know, and using his head to speak through, speak through through the um intercom it's like yeah that's gross we don't need to see it because you, you gave us the visual thanks thanks moffat <laughs> you gross piece of crap <laughs> you need to do more horror i like that i agree i agree yeah. he should so probably the answer i think it's just for this particular episode because they, okay. they found something more ch- chewy and and yummy hmm why have the cow when you can get the milk for free? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Speaking of weddings, or is it a bit close? Well, me? I think we can get into it because I don't, unless you have anything else that I haven't touched on yet, um, really. No, um, I think that's it. Uh, well, we could talk. Yes, one particular thing. Mm-hmm. There is a particular scene in this ep- in the second episode uh, that does come back around in the future episodes um and i saw it and i thought yeah they they filmed this well um it's how did you feel about the doctor and the amy relationship in this particular episode um before um, you know, 
the before sexual the ending. assault. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh. Um, how do I feel about it? I mean, fine, I think. Like, I'm trying to think of anything that jumped out at me. Like, she's still... To me, Amy's just still very new companion. Like, she's very yeah. fresh to this whole thing. Um, they have a good rapport with each other. They clearly care about each other on some level, some more than others. Um, but, um, but no, I'm, I just, I, don't, I can't think of anything off the, unless I've forgotten something, which, you know. No, 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 no. But I don't think there's anything in this episode that stands out that I didn't particularly like like there was still a bit more of the doctor being very aggressive and like rah, yeah being very yelly and screamy yeah that that i'm still kind of getting used to because um yeah david tanner and chris verkelson did do that but russell t davies obviously didn't write him that angry and uh moffat is just like yeah he's 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 got a lot of rage this one and i'm like okay um yeah, I'm curious to see if there's a reason for that or if it's just this is their version of the Doctor and he's a little bit more, um, yeah, almost not 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 Time Lord Victorious level, but you know he's he's got some angst going on. Um, yeah, but no, I did yeah. I, I didn't really bump up against like how I did during um, the Beast Below. That was a bit more yeah. worse for me. Um, mm. Why do you ask? Well. One, setting up something. And two, uh, uh, that scene where uh, Amy is surrounded by the the, the, the clergyman with guns um, and the doctor says, just wait here, I need to do something else. as like, just wait here. Mm-hmm. And Amy's still not too sure because they've got her eyes closed and she's absolutely, completely vulnerable. Mm. Um uh, but the but the doctor comes back and holds her hand and and just pretty much on a different tact like you need to trust me the most important mm. thing that you need to do is trust me mm-hmm. how do you feel about that scene um yeah no i i i thought it was i thought it was fine like it kind of spoke to a bit more of the compassionate side of the doctor that we've seen over the years um did feel maybe I don't know if it's maybe a bit soon for the two of them to be having that kind of connection maybe especially because he went from like I don't Mm. know he's very all over the shop in terms of his relationship with her I think the way he like is he cares and then he's apathetic and then he's angry and then he's having a laugh and then he's very fucking all yeah. over the place. Um, so he's yeah. neurodivergent. He's neurodivergent coded like to fuck. Oh, yeah, hundred percent, and that's cool. Because remember, this but... is the same time where Stephen Moffat was was writing Sherlock as well. Yeah, he's very Sherlock. Yeah, <laughs> he's very fucking mm. Sherlock. The, the 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 streams are definitely crossing. Um, yeah, but no, it was very interesting. It was just it felt a little. I won't lie and say, yeah, I think it did feel a little out of place because it just felt a little, especially when he kissed her on the forehead too. I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad, but I'm not, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's right. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Spoiler, sweetie. Spoiler, sweetie. <laughs> um, yeah. Does the doctor know something we don't know? 
do I know something that you don't know? Well, clearly, oh. but um, <laughs> it, it's very interesting because I am remembering stuff like that's going to happen in the future, and I'm just re-remembering stuff, which is kind of fun for me because um, I get to introduce some something new. <laughs> now I am the teacher. Uh, yeah, the. Uh, so, some of the criticisms that people have with Matt Smith's tenure of the Doctor is, yeah, it's very it it, it is a lot like uh, Sherlock, where a lot of, where, where he says he's great, I'm smart. It's like aren't I great? And 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 people falling over. It's like yeah, you're great, you're cool, you're smart. It's like mm, okay, it's a very interesting take for the Doctor because I I particularly like that particular doctor of being smarmy and assholey and <laughs> and not getting visual and not getting uh, social cues as well so let's dive into the uh, reason why i have a problem with uh, amy <laughs> yes well um yeah look <laughs> It's something we've discussed on on the podcast many times uh, through my watch of the show and, you know, we touched on it last week and I, you know, called myself out for liking 13 and Yaz and not liking any of the other Doctor Companion ships, you know. Um, Fair call. As I Um, said, not knowing. Not knowing. It's it's fine. Yeah, yeah, not knowing because I watched it all out of order, you know, like a time traveller. Um, but <laughs> you're a river swan. I'm, I'm swan. river. I'm river song. Song. <laughs> song. Swan. Swan. Um. So, but you know, we've sort of had these little hints that you know Amy is attracted to the Doctor. Um. You know, ogling him in the first episode while he's getting changed, and um. And then we talked about in um Victory of the Daleks where she's you know talking about an unreciprocated thing um and it's so obvious it's about the doctor um and it's just and it even catches the doctor off guard because the way i think the way he he reacts he kind of makes it a little oh okay um in his own little way um and then yeah and then we get a bit more of it here when river song is introduced and we see the way the two of them are interacting, especially the way River is acting towards the Doctor, and yeah, and that is where the where shit kind of starts to. I don't like. <laughs> I will say, and I know I remember you talking about it and being like, you know, this is this is horny horny Doctor Who stuff. That's just mm. a, a bit much. Um, because yeah, I didn't really care for like I I kind of like the playful flirtiness between. River and the Doctor, like, from River's perspective, like, you know, Alex Kingston's clearly having fun. Some of it is a little bit eh, uncomfortable because the Doctor hasn't gotten there yet, and she has, and it's all a bit... Lines of consent are blurry. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But speaking of consent, um, we went from fucking zero to a hundred real damn fast because the other underlying plot thread that's been going since the beginning is that Amy's running away from her life. She's running away from Rory, maybe, or she's running away from 
the life she maybe doesn't want for herself. The you know she's about to get married to him. She clearly cares for him because we see you know when she gets all defensive about like yes the other one and you know she's all like you know she, she has a little like a little giggle and a laugh about him like you can tell that she she loves him or at least you know cares for him on some level. But then that in that scene at the end of episode two like episode five it goes immediately into from that to oh I light bulb moment I know why I'm running it's because I want you doctor and then she starts being all innuendo-y and and slinking around him and and all this stuff and it just felt off to me uh, <laughs> I didn't like it um, especially when she tries to kiss him on the bed and and he's like oh no no and he's like fine like he handles it well like he's not repulsed by her he's not he doesn't call her any derogatory names or use any bad language with her obviously it's you know it's a family show it's Doctor Who but he doesn't do anything untoward in response and he reacts as only the Doctor would react to that um but then Amy decides to persist and she kisses him and and he's all like like what the fuck and you know still going into whole his thing and then he that's when he clicks and it's like oh it's this whole thing is to do with you let's go and that's the end of the episode and yeah i was just i was just i was, I, I like amy and i want to like amy but then she does something like this and i just i don't know and like everyone all i know going into this is like what the internet has told me about amy and rory and how they're these two great companions and you know they i know I know bits and bobs of their storyline. Um, and yeah, and, but I, and Roy just seems sweet and wonderful. And I feel like Amy's just not great because she's <laughs> che cheating on her fiance with the doctor running away with a man. She barely knows. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious to, for your thoughts, Mike, and to maybe, you know, jump in the TARDIS and see how the internet reacted to this. Um, when <laughs> um, this happened, but yeah, not for me. It was sort of in two camps because I think you needed to be like a certain, uh, a certain mindset at a certain age. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, as I said, this was, this is when Tumblr was going gangbusters. So, yes. and this was like 2010 where, the the concept of the Me Too movement was like far far from like a blind eye and like uh, like subtleties that we that we deal with like originally Stephen Moffat was doing like um, uh, sitcom like uh, sort of raunchy comedy sort of stuff so it's sort of within his wheelhouse to do do this sort of stuff um, and yeah it it's sort of like the mindset back then it's like well. It's okay because she's a woman. Like, wouldn't it be great if a woman like like puts advantage uh, advantages on 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 a guy? That's that's everyone's fantasy, isn't it? Surely, you don't want to be, you don't want to be labelled as gay, or <laughs> like it is of its time, and unfortunately, it is like almost fifteen years ago, but. It's, it's yeah like the, uh, the 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 mindset is is different and when you're when you're like a, a young adult 
It's like, yeah, this, this is pretty sweet. And it's like the Doctor, it's the TARDIS is going to be a <laughs> don't come and don't come and knocking when the TARDIS is rocking. You know, first time we well we we've seen like like David Tennant like whip, get a snog every now and again. So let's let's up the ante. Yeah, and, and this time it's it's yeah, like <sighs> I don't blame people who actually enjoy Rory and Amy, um, like I like time has passed and my my feelings have sort of uh, <laughs> sort of uh, galvanized of not liking this at all. Of because I I didn't like it because the doctor the way I thought the doctor was he is an alien he is quintessentially neutral sexual yeah like, asexual not, yeah and I still I still have a problem with the doctor like have, having a relationship with a human because it's like it's like someone falling in love with a mountain yeah that mount that mountain's still going to be there after they die well yeah so. uh, yeah well and exactly to your point um you know the doctor even says to her i'm over 900 years old what are you doing like no you can't hmm. you can't you can't do this um it's interesting too because i was just thinking about rose and how that's a i, I think you know her getting her ending with her doctor you know they get they kind of get their happy ending um is i don't know for some reason that works better like i don't bump up against that as much as i bump up against something like this yeah Um, yeah yeah so i'm in the same boat as that yeah yeah which is interesting um but I, i i guess it probably works in the sense of they can get away with it because we're never going to see them again. He's not technically the doctor, but he is. So they can kind of work around he's human, it. So... He's human. He's going to grow old and die eventually. So it's, yeah. So there's that as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I've been going through this whole thing going like, why, like, like again, like Donna and the doctor were just great because it was just platonic. They were just friends and they never went there and, and all of that stuff. And, like, that that was great. That was fun. Um, I mean, I, I can deal with romance. And if they wanted to do a rom- romance between... Which is, I think, maybe why even still I like 13 and Yaz so much is because there was reciprocation. Yeah. Um, whereas here... And there was with, restraint. And there was restraint. Yeah, there was restraint. Yaz handled herself very maturely. You know, and it was very kind of sweet and endearing, both the two of them pining for each other kind of thing. Like it was, you know, but here and in, and then with um, bloody, um, why have I forgotten her fucking name? Uh, River yeah. Song. Uh, Amy oh, Pond. Her name was just there. Season, season three. Martha. Oh, Martha Jones, yeah. Yeah, so even like, even like with Martha and stuff, and even some of Rose's stuff, like, I, I because from the Doctor's perspective, it's all, it's all platonic always. It's it's mm. it's not reciprocated. It just it's when you see the this kind of the way they kind of handle this, like you know, these women 
kind of falling over him and, and now we have Amy throwing herself on him to a point of inappropriateness. Um, it just, it, it doesn't land because we, we're with the doctor. We know, we understand. We're like, no, 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 this can't be a thing. Whereas, you know, when it's something like 13 and Yaz, it's a bit, it, it was just written a lot better in terms of, I don't know. I don't know. It just works so much better than when it's, when you can see that it's reciprocated versus when you can just see it's like this sweet human girl is, is, is fawning over this, you know, incredibly powerful alien, you know, that's kind of sweeping her yeah. off her feet and he's good looking and all of this. And yeah, it's her just... imaginary friend that she's known since she was a child. Yeah. Yeah. She's got that child. Like Amy has that childlike connection to the doctor that like, that's she, like, I appreciate that she's different to the other companions in that fact of like, okay, she has this deeper connection to him. And so she's had this idea in her mind for, you know, was it 12 years? I think. 10 years, nine years, whatever it was. She's had this idea of him in her head for so long and going through puberty and teenage years in that time, you know, she's only going to romanticize this hero in a blue box that, you know, saved her when she was a kid, you know? So, and now he's back and it's like, Oh, I get to be with, you know, be with this guy again. And, and, and it's all fun and games. Um, yeah. Yeah, just I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see where they're taking it because obviously things don't mm. work don't work out in that sense, but I'm yeah. I don't know. It's just cringy now. Like they I don't think they would clearly they wouldn't do that now anyway. No, um, no, no. Like sen- uh, like sensitivity is a lot different and it's yeah. changed for the better, I reckon. But yeah, and unfortunately, as the years go by, it's just going to be more and more cringier, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the other thing is, like, I'm watching it. I probably would have a different opinion, maybe, if I was watching yeah. it back then, you know. Because when this and episode... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, You'll be all it's... for it. It's like, yeah, I would, I would fuck the Doctor. Jesus. <laughs> Look at him. Him and his bow tie. Him and his bow tie. I'm Don't you f- talk about my bow tie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I imagine I probably would have, you know, a different opinion because when this aired, I was 22. So, Mm. you know, I was very, I was at the right age for this doctor when this was airing, but I just wasn't involved in it. So yeah, it would be curious to see what my opinion would be if I'd watched it at the time. But no, I can see with the, you know, the glory of hindsight, how certain things just don't age well. It's like, yeah, that was that 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 didn't that didn't work. That didn't work, unfortunately. Yeah, well. No, they tried something and it didn't land. Um, but yeah. that's that's Maybe okay. Maybe Scott Pilgrim was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> Not to looked up to. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Two yeah. girls at once, and one was in a high school. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Problematic. Um. <laughs> But that w- it was our problematic stuff. Yes. At least we could admit it. At least we can. Exactly. It's growth. Yeah. It's, it's growth. growth. It's-, it's growth. But that being said, criticism aside, I'm looking forward to uh, more. I'm looking forward to where the story's going. Um, River Song mentioned some fancy word that I can't remember now that's going to happen. That's already happened for her. Um, and I'm like, I wonder if that's connected to anything. I'm sure it will be. Um I can't remember oh, what yes. she says. You probably know. Pandora. Uh, yes, that thing. Um, and yeah, and then yeah, now for some reason we do see that. 
Spoiler <laughs> oh, sweetie. Spoiler sweetie. Uh, yes. Um, and then, yes, yeah, for something that we just seem to be doing now for this new version of the Doctor, I guess, um, is just showing the whole episode in a trailer at the end of every episode. Um, yeah, kind of weird. I'm, I'm glad they stopped that. It's getting old very fast, <laughs> I will say. Yeah. I want some mystery going in, but I am excited because the next episode is Doctor Who's take on vampires, and I'm looking forward to it and giving my vampires. thumbs thumb. Yes, vampires. I'm sure they're aliens. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So. Maybe, sweetie. It's spoilers. <laughs> vampires. Vampires. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, to add is a good two-parter a good good bunch of episodes some ups and some downs and uh, bring on the next installment yeah last week it's uh, I-, I laughed it's like like we were thinking either do two episodes as we usually as we did last time it's like oh the other one's a two-parter mm. and it's like oh we need to do it as a two-parter three because i would like to know what you think of the final bit <laughs> yes yeah. yes yeah good call i hmm, i am holding back i am <laughs> holding back so hard <laughs> okay because well. there's uh, there's a lot more there's a lot more mm-hmm. there's a lot more okay well we to go. we will get to that um, next week, I guess we'll do another two episodes, The Vampires of Venice and Amy's Choice. Hmm. Um, Hopefully not a two-parter. No, well, it looks like episodes eight and nine are two-parters based on what hey, I can see. And we can do those two. Sweet. So we can do those two together. So, um, very good. If you don't have anything else, Mike, then I, we might call it a wrap there. Yeah. Woo. We will. We will. So it's almost two and a half hours. It's almost Sweet. two and a half hours. Good times indeed. Um, great. Well, that's that's uh, popcorn culture, um, who culture, if you will. Um, our thoughts on uh, Victory of the Daleks and what was it called? I've already forgotten the names. Um, of it. Uh, the Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone. <laughs> Taking the flesh. Taking the flesh. Mm, testing Weeping the flesh. Angels. Yes, testing the flesh. Alrighty, um, that's the end of the show then. We're done. Yes. Done, totally nice. on. Alright, ready to get out of here? One, two, three, and. And that, that was, a podcast was a podcast called. called Fred. Fred. Yes, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and maybe Twitter. Maybe not. Mm, maybe. Uh, if you'd like to listen. For the latest Fred content. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, for, for, yeah, if you, want, if you want to listen to Freddie Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to look at Freddie Alien, you can follow us on YouTube.com. That's YouTube.com slash Alien Productions. And if you're on the Twitch right now, give us a follow. And if you're on the youtube right now looking at the stream uh, you know give us give us a subscribe and hit the bell icon so you can be updated with all the other freddy alien content yes mm-hmm. i've been a kendall richardson 
And I've been the Michael Lister that has never wanted to have sex with Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, Shooty, you know. He turns my head. <laughs> <laughs> As he should. And you... You just experienced, just experienced a podcast, a podcast called, called Red. Red. Yeah. Yes. Look yes. after yourself and your mental health. Yes, remember to eat beef. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Laters, gators. Yeah, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in. Or with consent. Mm. <laughs> in, <laughs> out, in, out. Out, in. See ya. Yep. <clears throat> and. and... <laughs> See. See.